Charlotte Gibson, where do you want to start this story? Last November, Trinity Rodman was gearing up to face the North Carolina Courage in a National Women's Soccer League playoff game. At this point, this was the biggest game of Trinity's career so far. She is a forward for the Washington Spirit. She was the youngest player ever drafted in NWSL history at the age of 18. And this was a big night. It was her time. At that point, she was leading the league in assists. She was carving her name for herself. And honestly, all eyes were on Trinity. Fans were screaming her name. Um, She heard the familiar voice of her mom, Michelle Rodman, who is always screaming her name, that Go Trinity. She heard all of that, but then this time she heard something different. And it was Go Trinity, but it was a deeper voice. It was a familiar deeper voice. And it was the voice of her father, NBA Hall of Famer Dennis Rodman. And she just hears her dad's voice and everything stops. When I saw my dad on the sideline, I didn't, I don't even know if there was a thought. (laughs) I think my mind went blank. Um, I was in shock. I had so many feelings, but also none. And she turned in disbelief when she heard it. She felt conflicted. She felt like she was going to cry. I mean, all of the emotions were flooding her and She's sad. She's ultimately sad. Why was shock and and sadness, Charlotte, why was that Trinity's reaction here? Up until that point, Trinity and Dennis didn't have a close father-daughter relationship. Trinity only lived with Dennis once in her life, and it was for maybe less than six months, and it was when she was a toddler. Her parents divorced when she was little, and Dennis was in and out of her life and her brother DJ's life. And so when she was filled with this sadness, it was a sadness because that's her dad. She's always going to have a love for her father. She shares his last name. She looks very similar to him. She plays like him, but she doesn't talk to him regularly. She's gone months, years without talking to him. And it definitely fills her with that sense of sadness, conflict, and almost that sense of what if. What if things were different? Maybe things could be different now. But despite Dennis showing up at Trinity's game, this wasn't about Dennis at all. This was about Trinity Rodman, the next face of women's soccer. This was about the youngest woman ever drafted into the NWSL. This story was about legacy. It was about how do you define your name? People do know Trinity Rodman sometimes first before Dennis Rodman now, I think. That's a cool thing for me, and I'm not trying to, like, overcome what he had accomplished. I just want to build my own story, and I think I'm doing a really good job of that. And this story was really about Trinity coming to terms with the fact that Rodman isn't just her dad's name. It's her name. People are screaming Rodman now for Trinity. People have been screaming and arguing and gossiping and talking about Dennis Rodman. For five decades now, he is one of the greatest defenders and rebounders in NBA history, and also an actor slash wrestler slash unofficial envoy to North Korea, whose exploits, which are insanely unhinged, have overshadowed pretty much everything else about his life. But tonight, at the ESPYs, the Washington Spirit's Trinity Rodman, a Best Breakthrough Athlete nominee, is going to be in the spotlight herself. Not because of her father, 
but because of a uniquely impressive career that the forward has built by age 20, in spite of him. So today, Charlotte Gibson tells us the story of a notorious name and the young woman who's reclaiming it. I'm Pablo Torre. It is Wednesday, July 20th. This is ESPN Daily. So, Charlotte, I got to confess that I did not know very much at all about Trinity Rodman's story until your reporting on her. So how would you describe her childhood at the very beginning? Trinity was born in May 2002. So for those of us who are a little bit older than that, Man, to hear 2002 doesn't that, oof. than that in this case <laughs> that, for me. Yeah. That is rough. But she was born May 2002. She is the youngest sibling. She has a brother, Dennis Rodman Jr., DJ, who was born April 2001. So they are very, very close, as you can imagine. And she was born in Orange County, California, um, Newport Beach area. And they lived in a beautiful house. Michelle Rodman, her mother, was married to Dennis Rodman. And life at the beginning, and when I say beginning, I'm talking the first few years, first two years, really, life was good. But there was the one part of this all that was a little different, and that was Dennis Rodman. But the the idea of, like, you're living in Newport, your dad is one of the most famous people in America, one of the most recognizable celebrities in our country, right? This is the early 2000s. It is Dennis Rodman. He lives an extreme life. I imagine that part is not only interesting, but also chaotic for a little kid. Very, very chaotic. And Dennis was still very much in his NBA party phase. Trinity is born two years after his final season with the Mavericks in 2000. It's not like all of a sudden Dennis Rodman snapped his fingers and he was winning the Best Dad Award. Mm. For him, it was this balance between being a father to DJ and to Trinity and also still having his party lifestyle. And unfortunately, that didn't really work for Michelle. She realized very quickly that she could not raise her kids in that environment. It was just too chaotic. It was too hectic. So although Michelle and Dennis were married for nearly eight years, almost a decade they were married, she filed for divorce very early on early in Trinity's years. And she knew that there would be consequences, but I don't think she was fully aware at the time of just how hard the next 10 years really would be. So Trinity, as you said, Charlotte, is two years old when her mom files for a divorce. And though that doesn't get resolved for a while, like the new life that they have to lead is is changing pretty immediately. How radical was that change in lifestyle? It was unbelievably radical. They moved nearly 10 times over the course of 10 years. And it was just so, so devastating for Michelle because she wanted to give her kids the best life possible, but she didn't have the means to do so. And I think there's a lot of people who they're thinking, you're married to Dennis Rodman. You have the means to do whatever you want. You should be living in the mansion. You should be, you know, going on these lavish trips. Well, 
she didn't have those means because Dennis wasn't consistent with child support. He wasn't consistent with paying bills. He wasn't consistent with any of those things. And unfortunately, Michelle only had some money saved from the restaurant and club that she owned with Dennis. But at that point, they didn't have a consistent living situation. And they actually found themselves living in an Orange County Comfort Inn because that was all they could afford. Wait, and that wait. was, yeah. No, Charlotte, I mean, I imagine that if you're the daughter of of a five-time NBA champion, right, a Comfort Inn is not exactly the setting that your classmates picture. Right, and that's a great point, Pablo, because... We also have to remember, this is Orange County, California. Right. Particularly Newport Beach area. Right. Everyone is living that lifestyle of the rich and famous. It is lavishness times 100. Meanwhile, Michelle is crafting up this plan to make sure that her kids get sleep at night and manage to eat. Yeah, I mean, how do you make it such that you don't just go crazy getting cabin fever, comfort in fever, being just sort of like cooped up in a hotel room? She wanted to make a game of it. Michelle Rodman knew that this was less than ideal, but she also knew that kids are adaptable, right? And kids can make fun out of most situations. So she chose the closest room to the pool And she wanted them to enjoy it and make it feel like a vacation for them. So every morning, I would get my kids up and let them jump into the pool before school to make it like a vacation. You know, and I would let them jump on the beds and and do this whole, you know, so it wasn't necessarily like, oh, God, we don't have anything. We're staying at this hotel. But I tried to make it like, okay, we're going to have a vacation now. It was just kind of a roller coaster of you have money, you don't have money. What remains is love family, and that's it. Well, speaking of the dynamic with their dad and how this has imprinted the kids early on, what was Trinity's relationship like with sports? That's a great question because, you know, when you are the child of a professional athlete, there's a lot of pressure. And the one thing Michelle Rodman tried to do was to make sure that there was as little pressure as possible when it came to first playing basketball and second playing sports. And Michelle made sure that her kids had every opportunity that they needed to really succeed. And it all started at a local boys and girls club in Orange County. And she took them there, DJ and Trinity. And at that point, you know, these two are close. DJ and Trinity are brother, sister, and they are competitors. But Trinity didn't really take a liking to basketball. She wanted to play soccer. And at that point, she's around four or five years old. And she starts kicking the soccer ball. And Michelle notices the spark in her. She goes, this is different. Every parent says that, of course. You know, mm-hmm. every, every single parent goes, my kid's the best player out there. But when it came to Trinity, even at that young age of five, when she was just playing on that local youth girls team, and the other girls are doing cartwheels out there, and they're picking flowers, and <laughs> they're running in opposite directions. They're not yep. knowing where they are. Trinity would run off the field And she would come to Michelle and she would be crying and she'd go, why aren't the little girls doing what I'm doing? 
she literally would come off and be all sad and upset and sometimes even crying, saying, Mom, I don't understand. Why isn't anybody else like doing what I'm doing? We need to get a goal, you know? And that was literally, I think, when she was four or five. That's when I knew this is going somewhere. Trinity had it set in her mind at the age of five that she was going to be a soccer player and she was going to be a soccer star. Yeah, she's not interested in the orange slices, Charlotte. Trinity Rodman is not interested in picking flowers in the way her teammates are. But it sounds like when it comes to what her mom can provide, it sounds like doing all of this, you know, being a single mom, living in a comfort inn, caring for two active kids, it feels almost impossible for one person to do on her own. It was very much impossible just for one person to do it on her own. Luckily, Michelle had her oldest daughter, Tiana Lima, who's 13 years older than Trinity. Tiana is her oldest daughter from her first marriage. She was doing her own thing, but she stepped in to be a parental figure in Trinity and DJ's life. And Tiana did everything from drive the kids to practice and, you know, help out with meals and just do whatever she could to support and love on this family. And even to this day, they have this close sibling bond that is so beautiful to witness and it's pretty unbreakable. When I was talking to Trinity about her relationship to Tiana, I was thinking, you know, she's going to tell me some grand stories about how you know, Tiana, she drove her to practice or she let her mom use her car. And, you know, I wasn't expecting this answer, but the biggest thing that Trinity remembers from Tiana growing up is Tiana's ability to braid her hair for games. I remember like before soccer games, my mom couldn't braid as good as my sister could. So like, I like I didn't care what my sister was doing. I would call her and be like, Tiana, like I need you to like drive me to the game because my bra my hair needs to be braided. Like I cannot go to the game if my hair is not braided and moms are really bad. Look, as someone who has long hair myself, I understand the importance of having your hair perfectly for games. It sounds, Charlotte, like Trinity Rodman from the very beginning had standards. Yes. You know, for her teammates, for her for her mom in terms of braiding her hair, when does she go, as her seriousness about soccer is concerned, when does she go from being a little kid to like, oh, wait, this is a real prospect? Really, it was right before middle school. So around the age of 10, Michelle Rodman still had her in local girls soccer, and it was just so apparent that this kid should not just be playing in the local rec league. But Michelle still didn't want to put that pressure on her to take her to that next level and just thought, this is okay for right now. But then one spring, a friend called Michelle and said, Trinity needs to try out for the SoCal Blues. And if you are familiar with Southern California youth sports, the SoCal Blues are like the holy grail. They are a top-notch soccer club. And so, you know, she got this call from a friend and she goes, I guess we're going to go to these tryouts which are about 25 miles southeast in San Juan Capistrano. And, you know, she was kind of thinking to herself, oh, I don't want to drive that far. And mind you, it's not because she was lazy. It's because she's managing a household and just trying to stay afloat, right? And so she's thinking, okay, we're going to do this. Let's see how it goes. Trinity shows up at the tryouts and it's a sea of the top 10-year-olds. And that's when Coach Greg Baker of the SoCal Blues, 
he really realized who she was at those tryouts. He did not know who Trinity Rodman was at the time. But he sees her out tryouts and he goes, this is an athlete. I can work with this young girl and make her special. But the thing, Charlotte, about being now in this sea of elite 10-year-old soccer players in Southern California on this, like, all-star team, essentially, the thing about that I have to imagine is that it's not the cheapest thing in the world for parents. It is not cheap at all. Club soccer, club sports are expensive. And I think this was part of the fear for Michelle, was that how was she going to pay for this when she couldn't even pay for her bills. But luckily, Coach Greg Baker saw the potential in Trinity Rodman, and he offered to help pay the dues and fees for Trinity, which amounted to thousands of dollars each year. And that's not lost on Michelle. It's certainly not lost on Trinity. And so he really went out on a limb there, and he helped her from the age of 10 until she was drafted, until the age of 18. So when does this investment, Charlotte, in a prospect, in a young, a very young prospect, when does it begin to become obvious that this was wise in terms of, you know, oh, wait, this is not just a good player. This is a special player. Over those first few years for Trinity, she was definitely recognized as Dennis Rodman's daughter. People would come out to tournaments, they would see her play, and she was good. She was not the best yet, but the narrative started to really shift when she was around 14 years old. And that's after she won a game-winning penalty kick in a regional club match. And that was the moment that Coach Baker really noticed from the sidelines, because at this point, he's her active coach, but he's observing all of this as well. And he sees that people are recognizing Trinity for Trinity. There's no longer that attachment to Trinity Rodman, Dennis Rodman's daughter. It's Trinity Rodman, the soccer player. Like, that's it. She is the one to watch. And if you're not watching her, you're not doing it right. Well, well, Charlotte, you're now describing a fandom, right? You're describing a person who has a young soccer player who has not just a resume, but a brand at this point, a, a reputation. So when did you go from special to the next step up, which would be generational? It was this moment at the age of 17, and it happened during a game against the Chinese youth national team. Coach Baker set up a match between the SoCal Blue Girls and the Chinese youth national team who were there for a competition, he set up a match and over 700 people showed up to watch, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Well, I mean, for, for a scrimmage, like a, a high school age scrimmage, 700 people show up to watch this. 700 people. Again, you know, this is something that it's like, this is an under-18 girls soccer match. And it's not even a match. It's a friendly. You know, we might as well think of it as a friendly, right? Yeah. It's not something that's going to make a big impact. But for those 90 minutes, 17-year-old Rodman put on a show. She did not hold anything back. She nutmegged defenders. She danced down the sidelines. She did everything to showcase, I am here and I am dominant. And then it was really the moment after the game when 
she was signing autographs and the ball girls were running up to her and the people in the stands were running up to her. And she knew that that was the moment she had arrived signing autographs at the age of 17 when you're playing for a local club team. That's pretty unheard of. Coming up. Trinity Rodman dives headfirst into a career-defining decision that none of us had ever seen. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs of real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So, Charlotte, you had just mentioned that Trinity Rodman was signing autographs, playing in this international scrimmage in front of hundreds of people as a 17-year-old. And it occurs to me, doing the quick math here, that that was like three years ago. So how is it that she goes from A to B so quickly? Part of Trinity Rodman's story is understanding that soccer was her life. She was homeschooled for the majority of high school, although she did play on a local public high school team. And then she went to a Catholic school for a little bit. She was homeschooled the majority of the time. Academics were not top priority for her. Soccer was. And she was very comfortable in admitting this and knowing this and leaning into it. Mm. And although she was comfortable with all of this, she still felt like she had to commit to a university. She commits to UCLA and then she decides, I don't want to go to UCLA. I want to be where my brother is. I want to be with DJ up at Washington State where DJ was playing basketball. And she decides I'm going to decommit to UCLA and I'm going to Washington State. And so what happens to Trinity Rodman, college soccer star? It's almost like we don't even need to say it at this point, because as soon as you hear the word 2020, you just know it means Washington State women's soccer postponed. That season was not happening. And so there Trinity is going, why shouldn't I just declare myself for the NWSL draft? I don't want to necessarily be here. And I'm here because I feel like I have to be, but we're not even playing soccer. That's what I love to do. She has a serious conversation with her family and her coach, and she decides, I'm declaring myself for the NWSL 2021 draft. I'm going pro. And so Trinity Rodman is this pre-professional prospect in women's soccer in ways that we just had not seen, in part because COVID canceled her college season, but also in large part because she's had this vision. Again, she has standards, Charlotte, for like how to best spend her time on the soccer field. 
Exactly. And then guess what happens? January 13th, 2021, Trinity Rodman, at the age of 18, becomes the youngest person drafted in the history of the league. She went number two, and she went to the Washington Spirit, where she currently plays. And so she broke that mold there a little bit. She decided, I'm not going to college. That's not going to serve me. What is going to serve me is playing in the National Women's Soccer League. And obviously, that's paid off. Well, Charlotte, it's also a decision. I mean, a decision to basically bypass the U.S. educational system, high school and college, en route to the pros. That's a thing that really only happens with men, right? I mean, this is also different in the way that, like, we see that with basketball players increasingly more and more. We see it there, but not not for women. It's honestly not a thing for women. And it's one of those situations where I think we've just become so accustomed to women going to school, to women getting their degrees, and then taking on their professional careers, and then maybe having their families. It's like this ingrained social norms that we all just follow along. And Trinity pretty much stepped in and goes, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. That's not for me. And, you know, I think that's really important because, yes, we hear this happening with men all the time. Even Trinity's coach, Coach Baker, he said if this was a man, he would have gone overseas and played in a club. There really yes. wouldn't have been any questions right. about right. his the decision. Best, the best men's soccer prospects, they don't even stay in America. They go and become professionals when they're like barely out of puberty, like in Spain or something. Exactly. And like no one questions it. Right. And I think you are going to see more young women who are legitimate contenders, because, again, this wasn't like Trinity was just good at her sport at this time. (laughs) She was one of the best. Well, you're saying that there is not just hype here. How good is she? But there is pressure. And she lives up to the pressure right off the bat. She becomes the youngest American to score in her NWSL debut during the 2021 Challenge Cup. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick, minutes into her debut, scores for the spirit! It's a magical start to her professional career. 18 years old, not even turned 19 yet. 18, she's a starter, and she's really a game changer. She scored seven goals, including two game winners. She led the league in assists, and then she was second in the NWSL in shots and shots on goal. And then she really solidified this when she went on to win the championship with the Washington Spirit over the Chicago Red Stars. And there it is, this team of destiny from Washington, D.C. now stands as NWSL champions. Then she gets named the 2021 NWSL Rookie of the Year. And she wins the honors of U.S. Soccer Young Female Player of the Year. So she just has everything rolling in for her at this point. So the Trinity Robin experiment, Charlotte, pays off with every award a young player could win. It pays off with a championship in her rookie season. How does the Washington Spirit go about rewarding their new star? They re-sign their new star. Four years, $1.1 million, annual base of $281,000, 
And that base salary of $281,000, that eclipses Alex Morgan and Megan Rapinoe's $250,000. So Trinity Mm. Rodman, here she is, 19 years old, coming off a great (laughs) rookie year. Charlotte, she can't even drink yet. She can't even drink and celebrate this historic, uh, you know, contract, which is just crazy to think about. But she's also eclipsing some of these veteran players that have been on the scene for so long. And for Trinity, this is not lost on her. This is a young girl that was living at a comfort inn with her family, eating 99 cent burritos and cup of noodles. This is a young girl that had to move 10 times over the span of a decade. So it is not something that Trinity and her family take lightly. This is a historic deal for women's soccer, but it is also life-changing for Trinity Rodman and her family. So Trinity Rodman, this pre-professional prospect who has gone about her rise through soccer, unlike anybody else, she ends up resetting the market for National Women's Soccer League players. But the national team, Charlotte, right? Like, that's the stage where the casual fan really does expect a Trinity Rodman to show up and and flourish. So when does she get the call up to the highest level? It happens within the span of a few weeks. And this is in February. So again, this is just a few months after she won Rookie of the Year, won the championship with the Spirit. Now she signed the biggest contract. And now here she is about to make her international debut against the Czech Republic. We see Trinity Rodman and Margaret Midge Purse. Rodman potentially moments away from her senior national team debut, the NWSL Rookie of the Year last season with the Washington Spirit. She became the fourth teenager since 2010 to debut for the U.S. squad. And here are those changes. Rodman in for Pew, her first ever appearance with the U.S. women's national team. So again, she's still a teenager. She's 19 years old. So much excitement around the 19-year-old and Trinity Rodman. And rightfully so. I mean, she's got all the elements. Although she did not score in her international debut, she would score a few months later. It was against Uzbekistan in a friendly Moving forward for the U.S. Here is Rodman in the box! Trinity Rodman has her first goal in a U.S. uniform! And it just is unbelievable to think about what Trinity Rodman has managed to do. She has that star potential, and ultimately she backs it up. And so when you talk to Trinity about being on this team, on the national team, growing into her role as an international player... What did she tell you? Trinity is absolutely loving this new role. And she's loving it for a very particular reason. And that reason is the young fans, the young girls that line up and patiently wait for her after she leaves the field. She just is there to really talk to them, sign their autographs, take photos, There was a young girl who was around the age of 17 and she told me, you know, I want to be like Trinity when I grow up. Which is kind of hilarious to think about because Trinity's 19, she's 17. (laughs) There's not that much growing up there, but that's the impact, right? That's the impact that she's having. And I think Trinity just is loving every single moment of this. 
after the break. Where Trinity's relationship with Dennis goes from here. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't don't risk it click it or ticket paid for by nitsa trinity is now 20 years old charlotte uh where is she living where is her family now trinity is the ripe age of 20 years old and she lives outside of Washington, D.C. She actually lives in an apartment complex and she lives there with a few of her spirit teammates. And shockingly, Mother Michelle is not in D.C., which I think a lot of people really thought that Michelle would follow Trinity to D.C., but she did not. She still lives in Southern California in the Orange County area, but Trinity is really trying to come into her own, and that was a huge part of why she lives in the D.C. area by herself and Michelle did not follow. But what about her dad, Charlotte? Where is Dennis, given that we last left him on the sidelines, cheering for Trinity, shockingly, from the sidelines at a game last November? Unfortunately, that was the last time that Trinity had seen her father. And at that moment, at that game in November, Trinity did question and she was wondering, was this a start? Was this a start to a new relationship between them? Would she be seeing him more? Would she be talking to him more? Would he be coming to more games? And sadly, that's not been the case. They have not seen each other and they've only spoken to each other once. Mm. And that is just something that Trinity has had to come to terms with. And so what does Trinity have to say, Charlotte, about how she feels about her dad now? For Trinity, she decided to really go public with her story about her relationship with her father after he showed up for that game in November. And the next day, she did what any 19, 20-year-old would do. And she posted a photo to Instagram. And she posted a photo from that game. And it's Trinity and Dennis hugging. And you see Rodman across her shoulders, centered in the frame. And then you see her head is like nuzzled by her dad's neck. And it's just this really beautiful image of the two embracing. 
And then you have this caption. And the caption is where you get the understanding of their relationship. Trinity says, yes, Dennis Rodman showed up to an NWSL game. But also, my dad, after years, surprised me at a big game in my career. I was shocked, overwhelmed, happy, sad, everything. And that's when Trinity also took the moment to let her followers know her father does not play a big role in her life. But despite not having a close relationship, Trinity also wanted everyone to understand that she will always be his little girl. And she hoped and she wishes really that they could improve their relationship moving forward. The door is open for her. She wants her dad to have a relationship with her. Yeah, I wouldn't blame Trinity Rodman for resenting her last name at this point, Charlotte. But what is her relationship like as that's concerned? She doesn't just share a last name with her father. She shares physical attributes of her game with her father. And Trinity loves that. I see so many similarities in me and my dad's game. Just the diehard mentality, like not like we could be up 2-0 and the ball is going to go out of bounds. I'm still going to sprint to make sure it doesn't go out of bounds. We could save it and keep possession. She takes great pride in those things. If a call doesn't go my way, I'm the first person in the ref's face, like yelling at them or asking why the hell I didn't get the call. And my dad was the same way. Obviously, he'd get in ref's face. He'd be super angry. And I think that's the not wanting to lose. It's the intense, just I want to win mentality. She knows that she's like her dad. She doesn't want to shy away from that. For Trinity, her style, her personal style, and her fashion sense is a direct callback to her dad. She loves bold prints. She loves wild colors. She has this little gem on her tooth right now. I mean, she is definitely someone that wants to push the limits. Like, all the crazy shirts he has and all the cool memories he has on the field with his dyed hair, like everything, all his nicknames— it's so cool to express that within myself as well and bring that into my style, being that it was my dad. We all know Dennis Rodman. We all know the wedding dress moment. We all know those wild and crazy yeah. moments. And Trinity yeah. loves it. So she's definitely very aware of the similarities that she shares with her dad beyond that last name. But it all ties together, right? She is the daughter of Dennis Rodman, yes, but she's also Trinity Rodman, the soccer superstar, who is paving her own path and making her own name. When she's on the field, people are screaming Rodman for Trinity. People are wearing Rodman jerseys for Trinity. When I say Rodman, I, it's not, it's not my dad's name. It's like, it's my name. It's my brother's name. It's my family's name. And it's it's ultimately the story that got me to where I am today. And I love that. Rodman is part of her story. And it's part of how she got to where she is today. And she loves, loves, loves that. Charlotte Gibson, thank you for telling us this story. Thank you for having me. I love talking about Trinity Rodman. 
And just one more reminder that you can look for Trinity Rodman tonight at the ESPYs, which are hosted by Steph Curry at 8 p.m. Eastern on ABC. And be sure to watch for our good friend Dick Vitale as he gets honored with the Jimmy V Perseverance Award. ESPN and the V Foundation are committed to the fight against cancer. So if you're able, please support cancer research by visiting v.org slash donate. I'm Pablo Torre, and this has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.